Justice Sotomayor has the opinion in case 2210, Dubin versus United States. I won't be as entertaining. <laughs> there is no dispute that petitioner David Fox Dubin defrauded Medicaid by overbilling it. He did so primarily by exaggerating the credentials of one of his employees when billing for services that were actually provided to a patient. The question in this case is whether in doing so, petitioner also committed aggravated identity theft. The relevant provision, 18 U.S.C. Section 1028A, applies to a defendant who, quote, during and in relation to any predicate offense, knowingly transfers, possesses, or uses without lawful authority a means of identification of another person. Here, petitioner billed for services actually provided to a patient using that patient's means of identification, i.e., their Medicaid reimbursement number. The question is this question is critical because Section 2028A imposes a harsh two-year mandatory minimum sentence on top of any sentence for the predicate offense of fraud. The government advances a nearly limitless interpretation of Section 1028A, under which a defendant commits aggravated identity theft any time someone else's, someone else's means of identification plays some role in an offense. Under this reading, if a lawyer inflated her billable hours by rounding up from 2.9 to 3 and billed her client using his name, she would have committed aggravated identity theft. The text and context of Section 1028A do not support this sweeping reading. Instead, a defendant uses another person's means of identification in relation to a predicate offense when the means of identification is at the crux of what makes the conduct criminal, rather than merely an ancillary feature of a billing method. When the predicate offense involves fraud or deceit, this requires using the means of identification specifically to defraud or deceive. Such fraud or deceit about identity can often be captured by a rule of thumb. The statute applies when the fraud goes to who is involved, rather than just how or when services were provided. From top to bottom, the text and context support this narrower reading. First, the two key terms, use and in relationship to, have been singled out by this court as especially sensitive to surrounding context. Section, Section 1028A's title, aggravated identity theft, indicates the law targets identity theft. The government's reading by its own admission bears little resemblance to identity theft, much less aggravated identity theft. Second, the three operative verbs in Section 1028A mirror key forms of traditional identity theft. One, taking possession of someone else's means of identification without permission. Two, transferring that means of identification to a co-conspirator. And three, using that means of identification to defraud or deceive as to identity. Third, the government's reading collapses any distinctions between aggravated identity theft and many of the predicate 
of uh, crimes. For example, healthcare fraud will almost always involve patient or doctor's name, which on the government's view would automatically trigger the mandatory minimum in Section 1028A. Finally, this court has tr traditionally exercised restraint in interpreting criminal laws. Yet the government's unrestrained reading would sweep in vast amounts of garden variety overbuilding, from the lawyer inflating her hours to a waiter who serves lower quality steak but charges for a more expensive cut. All these clues point in the same direction. Section 1028A requires the means of identification to be at the crux of the underlying criminality. That was not the case here, where the patient's name was an ancillary feature of a payment method. In other words, the fraud was not about who was involved as a patient, but about how and when services were actually provided. For these and other reasons set forth in the opinion, the court holds that Section 1028A does not apply to petitioner's fraud, and the court vacates and remands for further consideration of this case. Justice Gorsuch has filed an opinion concurring in the judgment.